Let's get to it. This is Sebi Podcast. That was so Mike Sevy on the Sevy Podcast Show, streaming only here on WNSC Radio. Your first for sports analytics. Mike, we start off with the final four, and we'll, we'll start off with the first semifinal. Texas Tech, Chris Beard's team, first time ever, programs ever, appearance in the final four. Going against Michigan State, this will be their seventh under Tom Izzo. Experience versus youth. Cassius Winston against Jared Culver. What's your prognostications on this one? Well, for Texas Tech, they, they, this is uncharted uncharted waters for them. Uh, being in this Final Four is something rare for them, but that might be a good thing. Because you don't know what you don't know. Right. And at the end of the day, you could be going in here with house money. Texas Tech probably probably feels um, probably feels like a lot of people a lot of people didn't have them getting this far. But right. so in, in their opinion, in their mind, they could be out here playing with house money. Right. But so that could free them up with some of their shot making and stuff like that. But it's something about this Michigan State team. This Michigan State team is poised. They're confident. Under any situations and circumstances, Tom Izzo has his team playing at the all. He feels like they motivated him because of the fact that they were a number two seed. They feel like they were. They should be a number one seed. I look at I look at uh, how Cassius Winston can facilitate a game and facilitate and make things happen for the team. I, I look at the, the how he can uh, how uh, how they, how they how they play on the defensive side of the ball. I'm looking at what Xavier Tillman can do on the inside. I'm looking at Nick, what he can do on the inside. I see Michigan State having some success on this team, but I also see I see it being a dogfight because Texas Tech is one of those teams that like to get out and transition and run, and they can knock down shots as well. I see this being a close. I see this being a close dogfight down the line, down the stretch. But I think Michigan State in the end will make the, make the, those four or five plays, and in the end that would decide the game. And they will win a nail body. Uh, uh, definitely there. Uh, Chris Beard's team, the Texas Tech, first ever appearance in a Final Four. And, and I think they'll, they'll take it. They'll take it in Lobach, Texas. First time ever program's history making it to a Final Four. But, but I, I would go ahead and agree with you here. I think, you know, it may be something nice being young because when you're young and you're unexpected, you know, you just play free spirit and free hop. Right. Just, you know, play loose. But a veteran team like this who's been there, done that, numerous Final Four appearances for Tom Izzo. Again, Cassius Winston. There's not enough words to explain how great this guy is. Naismith, player of the year candidate. I think he'll make just enough plays to get the job done. Obviously, Texas Tech, they're elite defensively. They're number one in the country 
in field goal percentages. They're the best defense left in the tournament outside of Virginia. So they're going to try to play a grinded out game. But at the end of the day, I do think that the Spartans will prevail and play on Monday night. And then when you look at the other side of the bracket, Mike, this is a matchup of, you know, different styles. Yes. Obviously, Auburn wants to shoot the ball. They want to play up-tempo. They score 84, 83 a game. And then you have a Virginia team that is best in the nation against the points allowed. You know, they only allow 53 points a game. Right. They like to slow the tempo down. So it's, it's something's got to give. Slow tempo and a half court versus up in water, up in gun shooting and fast tempo and transition. What's to give? You know, you know, it's actually crazy because I actually thought that um, UVA was gonna was gonna uh, muck up the game and make it ugly against Purdue, but it turned out that you know, you know, UVA got a lot of heat for you know uh, the way they win. Oh, is the ratings are bad when UVA plays? Oh, they win boring, or they 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 always win ugly. Or you, they can't win a shootout, but they proved against Purdue that they can win a shootout. They proved against Purdue that they can score half points, that they can match uh, a, a team or a player that goes on a major hat streak and make things happen. Uh, this, uh, UV, I, I see UVA doing similar type things against Auburn because the way that they play defense and the way that they suffocate you, it makes you uncomfortable. I don't care how right. good of a, a, a scoring team you are, and, and Auburn can score the basketball, especially, especially from the three-point three point line. They just make it uncomfortable for you. And I feel like you know, and I'm going back to that Purdue game. Yes, Carson Edwards had 42 points, but nobody else outside of him had more than seven. So they they right. know how to knuck up. They know how to. Get that's back. that's the old Detroit Pistons in 2004. Exactly. You let you one body get his, and then they key in on everybody else. Exactly. Right, and that's what they do. <clears throat> but the question is, for Auburn, who do you let get theirs? Like, cause you have a couple. <laughs> you have a Bryce Brown who can knock down threes and knock down the range pull over the shots. You have a Jared Harper who can knock down shots as well. It's just like who do you who do you want to give the ball to? And so that's why I feel like the way that they play the they defense and how they can match you offensively, they've shown that they can play both styles of basketball. They can play a, a rough a rough and rugged low-scoring defensive game, and they also can knock some shots down with need be, depending on what the game presents. So I see this UVA team making things tough on Auburn. I don't think Auburn would have the best shooting night against UVA, and I think UVA in the end, it'll be, another, like I said, it'll be another nail-biter. It'll be another dog fight, but I feel like UVA will make enough plays on the defensive side of the ball to give them opportunities on offense to close this game out and make their way to the national championship game on Monday. Definitely that way. If, if it comes to a rugged, you know, low-scoring game, that definitely favors the Cavaliers of Virginia because they thrive in games like that. But I'm going the opposite way. I'm rolling with momentum here. And I'm rolling with Auburn. And here's why you made a you made a key point that I want to uh, lament to here. Virginia. They had to play who? They had to play a very woeful Oregon team that really, you know, they, they got here off a great defense. But, you know, if you're going to beat Virginia, you're, just, you're going to have to score against that zone. And then they played Carson Edwards and Klein. 
Carson Edwards got his. But they got against a great defense. I never think that you can have one guy be a great defense. Right. One against five men. Well, this is why I I like Auburn. Because you got to pick your poison. You know, are you going to let Jared Harper get 20 to 25? Are you going to force Jared Harper to get 11 assists? He got 25 against UNC, but he had 11 assists against Kentucky. That shows versatility. Bryce Brown, he had 24. He could shoot lights out. And then you got McCormick as well who could facilitate. So I asked Tony Bennett's team. I asked Kyle Guy, Ty Jerome, Daniel Hunter. Who do you key in on? The versatility of Auburn and and, and I, I think their personnel matches up excellent against a Virginia team. And, and how do you break down great defenses? You got to have guard play. I think Auburn may have the best guard play left in the Final Four. And I, I'm rolling with momentum here. I'm rolling with Bruce Pearl. I'm not saying they're going to be red hot like they were in, 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 you know, in Missouri, shooting balls from all the way from St. Louis. But, you know, if, if they can maximize their possessions and do not turn the ball over, I, I can't emphasize how much that is against a Virginia team that is elite defensively. You you cannot, that that's toxic. You cannot turn the ball over against Virginia. They thrive in that. And, and they'll make you pay offensively because of that. If they, I, I think they got the guards that can neutralize not making turnovers. And then, of course, Virginia's going to have to make a decision. Pick your poison. Do you force Jared Harper to beat you in 2025, or do you force him to beat you at 11 assists? And I think Tony Bennett is definitely going to have adjustments to making that. I, I like Auburn in this game. I, I, I'm rolling with momentum. Yeah, I feel you on that. I'm not gonna lie to you. If Auburn gets hot from the three-point line the way they were against North Carolina, oh, 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 oh they're dead. Oh, that's all. Oh, I don't see anybody beating them. But my anticipation is they'll cool down against UVA. Uh, the game will it won't slow all the way down to, to the to like rugged and, and, and rough for them. But it'll slow down to the point where I, I don't I don't feel like they'll be as hot from three-point range as they've been in previous matchups. And I think you'll be able to get the best of them. And we'll see, man. It should be a great match. It should be a great matchup. Excellent matchup there. So you've got Michigan State and Virginia yep. for it all on Monday night. And and, and and who are you rolling? Michigan State between Michigan State and Virginia? Yes. Monday Ooh. night. That's a tough one. <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. If I had to choose. I mean, hey, for, hey listen, you're on air, my friend. You know, you got the whole state of Virginia backing you up. <laughs> hey, you don't want to be saying this on national streaming. I got to get at the end of the day. You're on the at record. At the end of the day, no matter where I am, I got to keep it real. And I got to say, Michigan State and Virginia, between Michigan State and Virginia, I like Michigan State in that matchup. I've been so fond of Tom Izzo and the way he has his team rolling. And Cassius Winston, like you said, the floor generator he is. Big time players make big time players in big time matchups and big time games. I'm like, bigger than him. I feel like Cassius Winston, Nick Ward, Xavier Tillman, and these boys, they 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 would be ready for prime time and ready for that moment. And my thing with UVA, my only my only problem with them is yes, they play great defense, but they have moments where their offense goes. They go on offensive scoring drops, and that could possibly bode 
the, the Dak will possibly both bad news for them. Michigan State would capitalize. Yeah, Michigan State would definitely capitalize on that. That 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 would be bad news for them. And I see Michigan State holding up this holding up this uh, trophy this season, man. Sounds great. And obviously, I picked Auburn and Michigan State in the national championship on Monday night. And of course, I'm going to roll with the Spartans here. Obviously, Tom Izzo, I think he'll get his second national title since 2000. Um, you know, it, it's, it just comes down to, you know, experience. Right. You know? Michigan State been here, done that. Auburn's their first program's final right. four. I mean, it's a tough position here. I mean, I know Vegas money is betting all on Spartans right now, but you know, just a, from a basketball perspective, it's going to be really tough for the Auburn Tigers to win this. Now, hey, if you're knocking trade balls at the rate that they've been doing, at the clip that they've been shooting the basketball, you could be in any game. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if they pull off their upset. But I, I love Michigan State's DNA. I love their yes. identity. They play for one another. Uh, you know, Joshua Langford has been out all year long, mm-hmm. and and I, I think that they're playing for one another. There's some underclassmen that has that didn't get looked at. The Kansas, the Kentuckys, the Dukes, and they came together in Michigan State under Tom Izzo. Upperclassmen playing for something, and Cassius Winston should be the tournament player in, in March Madness as well. As, as well as the candidate for player of the year as well. And I think he'll rise in the biggest occasions in the moments there. But nevertheless, hey, this would all always be a great accomplishment for Bruce Pearl and Auburn. No doubt. This is something that, they, that, that the school will recognize and they'll remember whether they win or lose uh, in any more games or not. The fact that they got to this Final Four and because of the run that, that took place, beating Kansas, North Carolina, and Kentucky, in, in a tournament oh, right there. That th- that's, that, uh, th- th- think about oh, that, Mike. Man. Think about that. That's three blue yeah. bloods. That is, you beat Bill Self, you beat Roy Williams, and you beat Calipari. It's, it's an amazing <laughs> accomplishment in and of itself, and it's something that's worthy of being celebrated, whether they post, post the championship or go any further than that. It, it, it's been a, an amazing... And then and, also... And we tend to forget... This is an Auburn team that almost lost to New Mexico State right. by a point and, in the first and, and that, round. And that may have woke this team up to let them know that, hey, this is March Madness, man. Any, anything can happen. And you let a game, uh, it's one game, and you let one game slip, and the season's over just like that. And that I think that game really woke them up because that game was something. That was a game they, they, they know they should have lost. They should have lost that game. But but they were gifted with a, with a, a second, with a next, a, 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 and they they've been rolling ever since, and it's it's been a it's been a joy to watch. And whether they win or lose a uh, championship this year, this season will go down in history in Auburn Auburn basketball. Definitely, wherever Charles Barkley is, he's smiling for his War <laughs> Eagles out there in Auburn. And we hopes and hopes to see Magic Johnson and his Spartans hosting another banner out there in East Lansing. Folks, when we come back, myself and Mike get into some NBA action. You might not want to miss this. You're listening to the Sebi Podcast Show, streaming only here on WNSC Radio. Hi, I'm Fanny. I'm Cecilia. I'm Joanna. And I'm Alwyn Jr. And we are Precise Tax and Accounting Services in Central Florida. 
And we would love to give a special thanks to Sebi Podcast Creole for keeping us up to date with everything sports during this busy tax season. Do you find yourself overwhelmed by the changes in our new tax law? Or would you just love to have the peace of mind that comes with dealing with a well-informed professional? If so, reach out to us for any of your tax, accounting, or small business needs, and be sure to let us know that SEBI Podcast sent you. Thank you. That was Tokyo Jet here on the beat, returning for our last segment here, proud and sponsored by Geico Gecko here on the Sebi Podcast Show. I mean, us humans can even take it from a gecko. Even a reptile or a gecko knows enough to know that 15 minutes can save you 15% of your car insurance. That's right. Life, auto, whatever it may be. Our proud sponsors here, the general managers in Central Florida has said, 15 minutes can save you 15% on your car insurance here on Geico. Don't forget, tell them Mike and Sebi sent you right here from the Sebi Podcast Show. And Mike, biggest news here in the NBA story that's been swirling and going viral. Kristaps Porzingis, um, the great talent that he is, the great Latvian, traded from the Knicks to the Dallas Mavericks. The speculations and rumors of rape allegations, a 29-year-old lady that Kristaps Porzingis had been having an affair with. Might that been one of the reasons why the Knicks were willing to trade Kristaps Porzingis to the Mavericks? I am in hopes that Mark Cuban should have known of this before he had traded for him. And now we see, will the Dallas Mavericks extend Kristaps Porzingis after this year and give him a max deal to pair him up with Luka Doncic down there in Dallas? A lot of stuff is going on, and we expect to get more investigative news in the next upcoming days. Your first initial thoughts about this? Well, I was, I was, I was surprised because I didn't, I didn't know. Apparently, um, the New York Knicks were were aware of the incident because it allegedly happened last year in February. Um, so the Knicks were aware of the situation before they traded them. Um, I was, I was surprised, man. I, 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 you know, when you hear allegations like this, I don't ever want to rush the judgment. You always want to get the details and get the full, the full story about what happened, you know, because you don't want to rush the judgment on either side um, because, 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 because that, that could be damaging. But from what, from what we're seeing here, it, see, it says that um, this is something that stimulates from this woman. She... Apparently they they were exchanged in Texas, and and phone calls from each other. And after the so-called rape that that the, after the alleged rape that the woman is accusing Kristaps Porzingis of, it it shows that there were countless text messages and emails saying, you know, from this woman saying that basically she wanted to pursue a relationship with them, and and, and things of that nature, and uh, even a stipend involved, a sixty-eight thousand dollars stipend. Uh, to a college fund for for the girl's brother, so you never know if there was a possibility. Or you know, Porzingis, it, 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 this is where we have problems with these things, Mike. You yeah, know, he's always a he said, she she said thing. It's it, you know, oh, um, you don't know if if the the lady's like, well, he's just a hotshot guy. He's a millionaire. He's in the NBA. He's foreign. Um, you know, 
maybe was it a a, a booty call or you, right. you don't know these things or or was it just oh I'm crying rape for money or or, or for money allocations that that's why these things are always subjective and always hard to to solidify NYPD's got their hands full on this one I mean Christophe Porzingis very polarizing in New York obviously with Dallas now where do they go from here Dallas Dallas you mean yeah, in Dallas, right? Well, Mark Cuban. well, if I'm Dallas, I can I can tell you if I, and I'm Mark Cuban, I I continue to you know investigate the situation and see and wait for more information to come out. Uh, you you hope that uh, these these allegations are false for their sake and that um, uh, 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 an innocent man. And if that's the case, then you go ahead and sign him long term because this is Kristaps Porzingis. This is a brother that's that enough. this is a brother that was was one of the top picks in the NBA draft. From the New York Knicks for a reason. I mean, he's he's a special player, and when he's healthy, that's the key. The only key to him is health. When he's healthy, oh, he's he's a he's a potential MVP candidate. That's how special. No, no doubt, no doubt. But, but seven three that can shoot like dirt. That's and, and, and you think about the potential of him and the pair being paired with Luka Doncic for years to come. Yeah, you definitely um you're definitely waiting for more information and hope that he's an innocent man so you can sign resign him. But um uh, until then, you definitely have to. So scratch your head a little bit and wonder what's, what was going on with the situation because right now it doesn't look good for uh, Chris Porzingis to have your name in, in, this, in this type of allegations and um, and it doesn't look it, it sheds a bad light on the Dallas organization as well because he happens to play for them so it, they're definitely waiting for more information to come out I would I would resign him if he if everything comes out if he comes out clean in this situation um, but right now we just have to wait and see we're in that we're in that uh, we're in that wait and see mode right now. Very investigation mode where all of the agents and the detectives are, are doing some deep searching. I'm pretty sure they've got warrants for their phones and for the text messages there. A lot of news to keep an eye on for the Porzingis issues. I, I want to get into some of these issues here. It's not really an issue, but uh, something that I want to bring up. The greatness and the scoring ability of Devin Booker. This guy, Devin Booker, I mean, uh, I mean, if it wasn't, you know, what James Harden has done in the last couple of months, we'd be talking about his scoring streak, too. I mean, this guy has True. been coming in out of Kentucky. We forget in Kentucky, he was on that great team with Carl Anthony Towns, the Harrison Twins. They went 38-0 and before losing to Wisconsin in the Final Four, and we saw that as a disappointment. Well, Devin Booker was a bench player. He averaged ten points yeah. on on that ten, on that team, and we never thought he'd be this good. I, I knew I knew he could really stroke the basketball. That's what he does best. I mean, he could shoot the three. He could shoot the mid range. Is that does anybody in the NBA shoot a better mid range jump shot than Devin Booker? Maybe Chris Paul. Maybe Demar Derozan. But hey, I, I got my money on Devin Booker. This guy is just phenomenal, and what he's done for this. Suns franchise. Now we can admit the Suns, they're pretty woeful. They're abysmal. They're from management to coach to a franchise. They just don't have any structure. But the one key piece that tends to be right has been Devin Booker in his first four seasons. And I ask you this, Mike scoring 40, 50, 50, 60, 40. Are the Suns wasting? the great years of Devin Booker. And he hasn't even entered his prime yet. This brother's 22. I mean, I looked at a stat. He has the most points 
for a guy under 22 since Kobe Bryant. That's right. Only Kobe Bryant has more points before the age of 22 than Devin Booker. So I ask you this. Are the Suns as a franchise wasting the years of Devin Booker? I don't think they're wasting the years of Devin Booker as of now quite yet. If he was in his prime, I would say yes, because you're in your prime and, you know, you you only have but so many years in your prime and you want to compete for championships during that time. I wouldn't say that they're wasting his years yet, but if they continue to not get pieces and they continue to not build around this brother over the years to come, yes, they will be wasting his, wasting, um, his best years. Because right now he's he's only scratching the surface of how good he can be. Huh. Right now he's we haven't seen numbers like this since Kobe. Since Kobe went four straight fifty point games, we have we haven't seen nothing. We have we haven't seen nothing like this. This is what he's doing right now is flat out amazing. They're not winning basketball games to a, to a great to a great degree, but he is putting on a show. He is he's out there making it look effortless, and he's doing it efficiently. That's very the, that's efficient. Very efficient. Me. The other, the other night against Memphis, he had 48 points on 19 of 29. Shots. Right. I right. mean, his his efficiency is amazing with these with with some of the shots that he's taking, and he's not forcing anything. He's making he's making he's making everything look easy right now. And I think I think that the Suns need to start getting certain pieces around this brother to help them contend for titles and contend for championships and contend and just contend in the West. Period. Because the West is already tough alone, but. I think they need to get. They need to start building around this brother, certainly because, like you said, he's finishing up his fourth season, and he's a special player, man. He he really is, and he, he, it'd be a shame if he continued to put up these great numbers and continue to put, uh, uh, give his all for this city in Phoenix, and they don't return him with any help. So you're right. They, they I don't think they're. I don't think they're killing his um his years yet because he's not in his prime. But if they continue this trend of losing and continue this trend of bad uh, organization running and bad coaching, then yes, they will be. But they have to improve steadfast in the hurry, or what you're saying is correct. Definitely. Definitely got to get past the hurdle. The Phoenix Suns franchise hasn't been to the playoffs since 2011. Steve Nash last year with the Phoenix Suns there. And, 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 and we right now as it stands, Mike, I mean, we got to see how the ping pongs fall May 14th when the lottery comes. Right now, they are borderline the worst team in the NBA or second to worst, meaning they'd either get Zion Williamson or Ja Morant. On, that's who I have on my list, top going one, two. Um, ja mm-hmm. Morant would be a great fit. I mean, you've got Devin Booker, who's an excellent shooting guard. You've got Aiton, who can still be an ascending center. I mean, what what Aiton is doing in his rookie seasons underrated sixteen and eight, that that's, that's yeah. really good. Sixteen and eight is really good, and so it, they need a point guard. And if they can get their hands on John Morant or either Zion Williamson, the future is bright for the Sun team. So uh, I, I think there's good days ahead. I, I think that they've been promising. I would just to continue putting core nucleus pieces to put around the greatness of Devin Booker. Ubre has been great. Ubre has been great before he got hurt. I love Josh Jackson's versatility defensively. I think it, the development of his shot will be coming. So there are bright days ahead. Miles Bridges can really play as well. So right. there's there's um bright Mikel Bridges, excuse me. Uh, they can really play. So. Um, I, I'm 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 rooting for Bucks team. I, this is a Suns owner that I know personally. I, I know the Suns GM personally. I have ties with them here at UCF. Um, uh, it, it, 
there's bright days ahead for this Suns team, but Devin Booker, I mean, that's one special talent, and I'd hate to for him to be stuck in a situation, taking the max down there in Phoenix and just being in a pothole for all these years. So definitely something to watch for. And a lot of definite, definite news. The Christos Porzingis, Devin Booker, we've got the MVP race coming into its last heels with Harden and Giannis. But the only place that you can find that out, folks, is right here on the Seven Podcast Show. And for myself and Michael Gray, we want to say so long for now. From a late evening here on the WNSC Radio. You've missed some of our recordings or some of our episodes? Have no fear. The Sebi Podcast experience is still here. You can check us out at our website at sebipodcast.info. Again, that is sebipodcast.info for any of our audio segments on Spotify and iTunes and some of our streaming visuals on our YouTube website and links there at sebipodcast.info. Some cool merch. If you want to DM us and send us all of your email requests, we'll be sure to get them here on the Sebi Podcast Experience. And remember, folks, whether you're listening on air or viewing online, Sebi Podcast is wherever you go. And that is the slogan.